0: Five Powerful Ways to Grow Your Podcast's Audience. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 261. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I think that nearly every podcaster wants a bigger audience. And why wouldn't we? It's kind of lonely podcasting to only one person. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But still, it can be a little bit lonely, and we often want a bigger audience. What's the perfect size of a podcast audience? Most podcasters would say, a little bit more. But instead of simply thinking about promoting your podcast, that's not good enough. You really need to actually grow your audience if you want a larger audience, because you can promote your podcast out of your ears and never actually grow your audience. So these five methods I'm going to share with you will give you the best podcasting growth. Number one, make a great show. Number two, leverage your relationships and influence. Number three, get others talking about your show. Number four, invest where your ideal audience is. And number five, be noteworthy. If you would like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 261, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com. Slash powerful growth. Number one, make a great show. Don't miss this. This is really the most important part of podcasting. It's not the microphone you use. It's not the technology you use to power your RSS feed. It's not your stats. It's not the money you're making or not making from your podcast. It's not who you choose to host your podcast media. It's not even necessarily the topic. It is the greatness of your show. There is no method of marketing, advertising, or promotion that will be effective if your show is horrible. While you can market garbage, when people get to it, they'll realize, oh, this is garbage, and they'll leave. You don't have to have a professional background in broadcasting or writing or public speaking or anything like that to have a great show. All of those things can help you, certainly. Learning how to communicate better can help you, but you don't have to have professional training. I talk often about the cornerstones of a great podcast, content, presentation, production, promotion, and profit. And that's what Podcaster Society is largely about, where we help you to improve in those areas of your podcast so that you can go from average to amazing. But the two most important cornerstones of a great podcast are Great content that's helpful, entertaining, relevant, and compelling. Or as Dave Jackson says, make your audience laugh, cry, think, or groan. And the second one is dynamic presentation that is personable, authoritative, and communicates clearly. Yes, your production, your promotion, and your profit do matter too to your podcast. And remember, profit does not necessarily mean money. But the content and your presentation of that content will always be the most important thing about your podcast. Very rarely, if ever, do you hear someone talk about a podcast and say, you've got to listen to this podcast. The audio production and quality of the music and the microphones is amazing. The content and the way they present the content is absolutely horrible. But you've got to listen to the podcast just because of how amazing the production is. Now, we as podcasters may say that, but as actual consumers of podcasts, we're more likely to not talk about ugly podcasts in that way. But what we may say is, you've got to listen to this podcast. They have amazing content. They present it really well. The audio quality is not so good, but the information is so good that I don't mind how bad the audio quality is. That's the case for many of us. I know some of us can be audio snobs and audio quality does matter to your podcast, your production quality, how you promote it, how you profit from the podcast and what kind of profit you're giving your audience from your podcast. That does all matter. But the most important parts of your podcast are the great content and dynamic presentation. So before you invest in other ways to grow your audience, ensure that you have something worth promoting. You wouldn't want thousands of people coming to a podcast that stinks. Start small if your podcast stinks at the beginning. And for many of us, our podcasts do stink at the beginning. That's one of the reasons that trying to get the mythical, magical unicorn power of new and noteworthy at the beginning of your podcast may not be a very good thing because you might not want dozens or maybe hundreds if you're lucky of people looking to your podcast when you're still struggling to find your voice. Look at great podcasters like Pat Flynn or Cliff Ravenscraft, John Lee Dumas. I know these are many of the entrepreneurs in the space, but look at others. Even famous communicators like Michael Hyatt and Ray Edwards, their first episodes are not nearly as good as their recent episodes. You need to ensure that your podcast is worth promoting before you promote it. Otherwise, you'll be wasting your time promoting garbage. That's number one, make a great show. And by the way, I've got some tweetable quotations to go along with this. So if you'd like to tweet those out very easily, then go to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash powerful growth. Number two, leverage your relationships and influence. I work with a lot of podcasters or want to be podcasters including many business podcasters and I am surprised how many of these podcasters have an email list but have only used that email list once if even at all to promote their podcast. If you have some influence already and that influence could be small You need to leverage that. Think of this as vertical influence. These are the people who are connected to you. You have some influence in their lives, not necessarily a relationship, but some level of influence like your email subscribers, your social network followers, people connected to you in different platforms and social networks and such. They may not be subscribed to your podcast yet. Don't assume that everyone who's subscribed to you in one area is also subscribed in another area. I've actually gotten to the point now where my email list has more subscribers to it than my podcast does. So now I can reach to my email subscribers and encourage them to subscribe to the podcast instead of going vice versa. I don't know necessarily whether all of my podcast subscribers are subscribed to my email newsletter about podcasting tips, podcasting deals, and that kind of thing. And I have links for that on the website at podcast.com slash powerful growth. But when you're looking at reaching out to your vertical influence, the people who are following you and you have some influence over them, even if you don't have a relationship, don't spam them. Certainly, create a strategy for regularly promoting your podcast to these people with whom you have some level of influence. And along with that, don't only promote your latest stuff. If you have timeless content, it could be really helpful to promote some of that old stuff. And there are many different tools you can use to do that, like Edgar or Tweet Jukebox or certain other tools, or you can do it a little bit more manually with things like Buffer and such. But you might have old content that's still relevant to today. So when you promote your podcast through this vertical influence, you can turn your subscribers from one area into subscribers in multiple areas, getting more and more influenced by you. But also look at your horizontal relationships. These would be your peers and people that you do actually have relationships with. You're on a first-name basis with each other, and maybe you even call each other friends or collaborators or partners or affiliates or whatever the nature of your relationship is. There are probably ways that you can work together for mutual benefit. Instead of trying to compete with each other or simply saying, how's everything going? It's fine. How's everything going with you? It's fine. And then moving on. One of the big ways that you can use your horizontal relationships is by appearing on each other's shows. This is huge for promoting your podcast, getting in front of someone else's podcast audience when you have something that's relevant to that audience. And as my friend Joel Bajas says, podcasting is the new networking he was previously on an episode of the Audacity podcast, and I've linked to that in the show notes for this episode if you're interested. That's number two, leverage your relationships and influence. Number three, get others talking about your show. Word of mouth is a powerful marketing tool. Some people would even say that it is the most powerful method of marketing there is. When other people are talking about your podcast, you have the potential to reach people you could have never reached yourself. You do need to make your podcast so good that others want to talk about it. They'll tell their friends, their family, their coworkers, their acquaintances, people they randomly have conversations with. And a way that you can do this is by equipping your audience to become your ambassadors. This could be as simple as asking your audience to share your show. I know a lot of podcasters will put a lot of emphasis on please rate and review us on iTunes or subscribe in the Apple Podcasts app. And there is a place for that, but that won't help you as much as if you get your audience to tell someone else about the podcast. So I'd actually challenge you that instead of focusing so much on increasing your subscribers by telling the people who already listen to you to subscribe... Ask the people who already listen to you to share the episode with someone else. Make it easy for them by giving them easy links, like pretty links, such as the show notes for this podcast. It's at com slash growth, And I would really appreciate it if you would share this episode on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Google+, wherever you'd like to. And there are tweetable quotations within the show notes there. I'm making it easy for you. I'm making it friendly for you to do so. I'm equipping you to become my ambassador. Do that with your audience. Give them the tools they need to be able to promote your show. That could be that you send out stickers or podcast cards to your most loyal listeners. It could be putting those social sharing buttons on your website. It could be recruiting certain people to say, hey, would you be willing? I'm asking you specifically, would you be willing to tweet out every time we go live or every time we have an episode or would you be willing to share every episode i post on facebook to your facebook group as well getting others to talk about your show doesn't stop with your audience but it can also mean getting the attention of other influencers this really though needs to be based on their relevance and value not their size Always start with a relationship with those influencers. Even if that means building the relationship while you go, it's better to have a relationship that's mutually beneficial than to spam influencers just saying, hey, can I be on your podcast? I want to promote my podcast. Make it mutually beneficial. Make it relevant. Or if you're inviting someone popular to be on your podcast, don't see the value in them as only the size of their audience. Really, the value is in them. Your guest. I love the way that Dave Jackson put this recently at his keynote at PodFest US in Florida in in 2016. He said the value is not in the size of your guest. The value is in the guest. Look at that when you're bringing someone to your podcast and then that makes you more valuable to them. Then they can see you're not having them on your podcast simply because they have big numbers. You're having them on your podcast because you see value in them. You want to bring that value out and you'll have a more valuable conversation with that kind of thinking and that could increase their chances of wanting to share that with their audience. But don't make that the goal. Make your goal be bringing value to your audience and having a valuable relationship. This is number three. Get others talking about your show. Number four Invest where your ideal audience is. A lot of people will say, go where your potential audience gathers, but that's really not enough. Your presence is probably not so amazing that you'll instantly attract subscribers wherever you go. You need to invest in those places. So figure out where your ideal audience is or a potential audience and invest there. Think about it this way. Investing requires an exchange of value. And the best way that you can do this is don't go to these places and instantly tell people, hey, everybody, I'm here. Come subscribe to me because I've got this amazing thing. That's essentially what people do when they join new podcasting groups and they say, hey, check out my podcast. It's not all about you. It needs to be about others. Invest. So the way that you exchange value is give value value before you try to get an audience. Start conversations or join conversations. Participate in the community or in that place where your ideal audience is. As if you're a peer. Not trying to be an influencer or trying to lead them out of that group. But trying to connect with them. Trying to discover what their needs are. Trying to build connections. And then when it's appropriate and relevant, you may have the opportunity to link back to your podcast. If you wait for those moments, they will be worth so much more than if you just come in guns blazing, as they say, and you start spamming the community telling them why they should subscribe to your podcast. But if you have already invested in the community, and even your linking back to your podcast is another form of investment because it's relevant and appropriate for the context, then the returns will be much greater. Yes, you may pick up a subscriber here or there if you go into certain groups and just say, hey, my latest episode is out or hey, subscribe to my podcast. But if you connect with other people, if you invest where your ideal audience is, when you do get that opportunity to mention your podcast, your returns will be much greater than if you are simply spamming. Also consider investing in advertising to your target audience when you're unable to participate in those places where your target audience is. Paid advertising can often target the exact type of people you want and thus it could be highly profitable for your goals. And profitable doesn't have to mean money. It could just simply mean people coming back to your podcast or helping you to achieve your goals. So if you can figure out the best way to work with Instagram ads or Facebook ads or Google ads or advertising on someone else's podcast or sponsoring something here or there, that could be huge for you. And that would be an opportunity to get in front of that audience without having to invest the time to participate, but you're still there in an ethical way that could come out very nicely in the end for you. That's number four, invest where your ideal audience is. Number five, be noteworthy. <laughs> no, I did not just say get in new and noteworthy. I said be noteworthy. iTunes new and noteworthy is one of the most misused and overhyped parts of podcast marketing, I think. In fact, much of what people say about new and noteworthy is actually false. For example, I recently wrote a blog post on the audacitytopodcast.com and I have a link to it in the show notes for this episode number 261. And my premise of that post was that there is no true number 1 in new and noteworthy. Because new and noteworthy is not a ranking system. What some people call the number 1 position is not really number 1 in any way. It doesn't mean they're more noteworthy. It doesn't mean they have more subscribers. It doesn't mean they have more reviews. It doesn't mean they have more episodes or any of that. And many of those algorithms that many uh, marketeers will promote saying, oh, you must have this many episodes, you must publish daily, or you must have this many ratings or reviews, or you must do this or that. A lot of that is downright false, or it's not actually as important as they're making it out to be. So don't make it your goal to be in new and noteworthy make it your goal to be noteworthy instead of putting all of your hope into this mythical magic of iTunes new and noteworthy. I love what John Lee Dumas often says, if you want to be, do. Let's apply that to podcasting here. If you want to be noteworthy, then do something noteworthy. Don't wait to get lucky for that mythical magic of iTunes new and noteworthy, which may not even be all that magical to begin with, depending on your topic, your promotion, and all kinds of other things. You need to make your own luck. If you want to be noteworthy, then do something noteworthy. Try then, when you are doing something noteworthy, then you can approach news companies, then you can send out press releases, then you can leverage platforms, then you can use whatever influence you have to achieve something even greater. Instead of waiting for greatness to just happen to fall upon you at some point. This is number five, be noteworthy. Again, these five powerful ways to grow your podcast audience are available in the show notes for episode 261 at the audacity slash powerful growth. And they are number one, make a great show. Number two, leverage your relationships and influence. Number three, get others talking about your show. Number four, invest where your ideal audience is. And number five, be noteworthy. These powerful ways will help you grow your audience, not merely increase your downloads like I talked about in my last episode, which was very much ton in cheek ways to grow your downloads, but didn't actually grow your audience. But here's something to think about. In looking at these ways to grow your podcast audience, Remember that true growth is a slow process. You've probably heard this quotation before. I think it's really important for you to hear this again. This is from Jason Fried in the book Rework. He said, you will not be a big hit right away. You will not get rich quick. You are not so special that everyone else will instantly pay attention. No one cares about you, at least not yet. Get used to it you know those overnight success stories you've heard about? It's not the whole story. Dig deeper and you'll usually find people who have busted for years to get into a position where things could take off. And on the rare occasion that instant success does come along, it usually doesn't last. There's no foundation there to support it. Trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard and you have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time before the right people notice. That's from the book Rework by Jason Fried. A great book. I highly recommend it. I have an affiliate link to it if you're interested. It's in the show notes. But also, I recommend that you read a blog post called Overnight Success Takes Years. This is from David Heinemeier Hansen. That massive success was built convert by convert. Stop thinking that you can't get there because you don't have a huge audience already. Start building that audience today. Start getting people interested in what you have to say. Then in a few years time, you'll get to chuckle about your overnight success as well. I'd love to hear from you. What have you tried? And I know there are certain things that work great for some people and not so good for other people. And if you try some of these things that I've recommended here, these five powerful ways to grow your podcast audience, I'd love to hear your feedback. So please comment on the show notes for episode 261 by going to the audacity to podcast.com slash powerful growth. That's also where you can go to share this episode out and tweet some of these quotations that I mentioned in the episode. And I'd be very grateful for that. That would be your becoming an ambassador for this podcast. Now I've got a couple announcements for you. One is my upcoming speaking schedule. I'll be speaking at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in April. I'm really excited about that. That's one that came up uh, within just the last couple weeks and I'm thrilled to be going back to Social Media Marketing World. I'll also be speaking at the Podcast Success Summit in May and at Podcast Movement in July. I'm actually a sponsor of podcast movement in July. And if you'd like to register, then you can take $40 off of your ticket by using the promo code society when you register for podcast movement. I'd love to see you there. Stop by the booth where I'll be talking about podcaster society and my podcast reviews. And it'd be great to meet up with you there as well. And also I want you to check out some of the recent podcasts that I've been on as a guest. I was on Carrie Green's Podcastification, talking about hosting multiple podcasts at once, and if that's even a good idea. I was also on Jamie Jay's Stop Writing the Pine podcast, talking about podcasting for money, competition, and becoming amazing. So check out those links. I have them in the show notes for this episode, 261 at com slash powerful growth. If you need help launching or improving your podcast, I'd love to work with you. Please contact me through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com and we can set up a one-on-one consulting appointment or I also have some resources on the website that can help you improve your podcast like SEO for podcasters, the social subscribe and follow icon plugin for WordPress, as well as other tools like My Podcast Reviews and Podcaster Society, which will be opening up again this summer. So if you've been interested in joining Podcaster Society, make sure you're on the waiting list because you'll be the first to know when Podcaster Society opens. Even before I tell the rest of my email list, I'll be opening it up to those people on the waiting list first. That's at podcastersociety.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.